It's November 13th, 2023, and these are your headlines. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is calling out Texas House leadership for dragging their feet on providing the costs in their impeachment trial against him earlier this year. You might remember an audit of both chambers' expenses was requested after the trial by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. In a letter to the state auditor, Lisa Collier, Lieutenant Governor Patrick asked for all expenditures incurred by the Texas House, the Texas Senate, and the Office of the Attorney General from March 1st, 2023 through October 15th. Patrick said, to be clear, the goal is to determine the absolute cost to the state of preparing for and conducting this trial from the beginning through its conclusion. This must detail all expenses, including but not limited to investigators, expenses, uh, document production and assembly, attorney fees, witnesses fees, travel, food, lodging, etc. This list is illustrative, not exhaustive. He said, please determine and report on all expenses. expenses. If there are invoices outstanding, we seek to know what they are and when they will be received. Well, this is where it gets interesting. According to Attorney General Paxton, the House has yet to provide its expenses for the audit. Paxton said in a post on X, where are the records for the cost to taxpayers for the sham impeachment? When will the cover-up end? The Senate and the AG's office have turned over their records. Today is day 57 since Dan Patrick asked for the audit. The House is refusing to turn their records over. Where are they? That's what he posted again in a Uh, a social media post on Saturday. We're now at day 59 without the House submitting their expenses. And those expenses really add up. The House, for example, hired prominent Houston attorneys Dick DeGaren and Rusty Hardin to lead the prosecution at the cost of $500 an hour to taxpayers, along with a group of other lawyers providing legal assistance. All of them being high paid. And you can imagine between the preparation and the hours and hours and hours of the actual uh, two-week-long impeachment trial, yeah, those costs definitely begin to add up. House Speaker Dade Phelan's office did not return a request for comment on the status of the audit, though last month, State Representative Tony Tinderholt attempted to ask Phelan why the chamber was not providing those numbers. Surprise, he wasn't given a response. Maybe even then, it was less of a surprise that the next time Uh, Representative Tinderholt attempted to ask questions of the speaker. He was shut down. He was told he was not allowed to ask any more questions. And so this impeachment sham, where, again, Attorney General Paxton was acquitted on all these charges back in September by the Senate, was supposedly caused by, Speaker Phelan has said this, caused by the Attorney General's request for $3.3 million to settle a whistleblower lawsuit. $3.3 million. The question is, how many millions of dollars did the House spend in this failed impeachment? Speculation is growing that it is much more than that $3 million price tag. But again, Speaker Phelan's office has remained silent. Conservative Bishop Joseph Strickland has been forcibly relieved of his post as the Bishop of the Archdiocese of Tyler by Pope Francis. Strickland has a history of speaking out for pro-life issues and traditional family values. In a letter to the church in August, Strickland wrote, The sacrament of matrimony is instituted by God through natural law 
God has established marriage as between one man and one woman, faithful to each other for life and open to children. Humanity has no right or true ability to redefine marriage. Well, this has led him to criticize the Pope's leadership as the Pope embraces LGBT unions. In a meeting with Portuguese Jesuits in August, Francis, Pope Francis blasted the, quote, backwardness of conservative U.S. bishops, saying that they had replaced faith with ideology. However, the issues between Rome and Tyler have been ongoing. Back in May, Pope Francis initiated an apostolic visitation, a critical visit from a papal representative, because Bishop Strickland had endorsed several controversial videos, quote-unquote, and repeatedly called out the Pope for poor leadership. According to the Catholic News Agency, Strickland's removal on November 11th comes after the Texas bishop refused a Vatican request for him to submit his resignation two days prior, that according to Cardinal Daniel DiNardo of Houston. However, the Vatican has not provided a reason for Strickland's removal. Do Democrats control the Texas House? That's the question I'm asking myself because so many people have been coming up to me and asserting that as a fact. I can count. There are more Republicans in the Texas House than Democrats. But what folks keep pointing to is a Speaker of the Texas House who seems more concerned with appeasing the Democrats than delivering for his Republican voters. As Democrats, thank you. We appreciate so much your allowing us the opportunity to work together. They only need eight or 10 rhinos to side with all the Democrats, then all the conservative Republicans are shoved outside in the wilderness. Call a spade a spade if the Democrats control the House. So I'm gonna go out and travel the state want to visit with folks and ask that question. Who runs the Texas House? So that's a really good question. Lastly, with candidate filing opening up in the state's upcoming Republican primary election, we've got people filing, including Donald Trump, who has become the first presidential candidate to file for the ballot in Texas. I was there on Saturday. His paperwork and check was hand-delivered to the Republican Party of Texas headquarters in downtown Austin by Attorney General Ken Paxton, Agricultural Commissioner Sid Miller, and Representative Ronnie Jackson, all three of whom have endorsed Trump early in his re-election bid. Now, it's looking pretty good if you're Donald Trump's campaign looking at the Texas primary, an October poll of likely Republican voters commissioned by Defend Texas Liberty shows Trump receiving 58% of the vote, 58% of the Republican primary vote. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley was in a distant second with 11%, followed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at 8%. Other candidates, of course, continue to file for positions in the state house, the, the state senate, other positions that are open. The filing deadline is December 11th. The primary election, mark your calendars, will be held on March 5th, 2024. For more stories on these campaigns, as well as the other news of the day, go to texasscorecard.com.